1: A lot is happening with this current Auburn Tiger football roster, transfer portal, recruiting. It's all going down. Let's talk about it on this Friday edition of the Up Tempo Podcast. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What is up, Auburn family? What's up, Up Tempo game? Thank God it is Friday, man. We made it to another weekend. I'm your host Dustin Smith. Joined as always by my God Blake Lane. And Blake, we don't have any football this weekend, brother. <laughs> mm, tough stuff. We got Army Navy, I guess. We got Army <laughs> Navy. We got some D2 playoffs. How are you today, man?
0: I'm doing good, man. Uh, just dealing with some Christmas plays, and uh, you know my daughter. She's in the thick of that right now. Uh, yeah. Watch Cam Coleman win a state title. All right. Congrats, uh, congrats. Yeah, man. Big, big props to him. Um, it's been getting a little it's been getting a little wicked on 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 the Twitter <laughs> or X or whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know, apparently I'm uh, slobbering over a high school kid or whatever. But, uh, you know, I, I think the Auburn fans showed out for Cam Coleman. We were all uh, if we couldn't be in attendance, we were all watching. And, uh, you know, him taking that 73 yard. Uh, 73 yarder to the house, man. I, I feel like, um, you know, you can call it what you want if you're from the other side of the state, but you gotta feel good to see a a young five five star plus wide receiver that is committed to Auburn. You gotta feel good about that uh, when you see things like that, and and you gotta feel good about a guy like him to come in here and change the face at a position that you've struggled at for years. Uh, so I'm excited about that. Uh, I know the season's over, but, you know, the portal's heating up, Dustin. Recruiting talk is heating up. Uh, I just feel like the positivity of the program, you know, I'm going to keep pushing that home uh, as long as we have this platform to sit here and talk about it. Is, you know, what this staff has done uh, right before we started doing this podcast uh, today, you know, I, I get on Twitter and see that Josh Aldrich has a top five linebackers class. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, where's the excitement at man you know it's it's right here on the plains and you know this the, the job that this staff has done um it, it's incredible it's incredible so uh th- i just feel like the things that we're headed towards are going to make us forget about losing to a new mexico state really mm-hmm. really fast uh and and that's what i'm excited about dustin
1: yeah for sure yeah like you should mention cam coleman man shout out to cam coleman congratulations you talk yeah. about that 73 yard touch to clutch I mean, the kid's got – he's got all the tools. You know that he's got every, every physical tool, every physical attribute in the world. Uh, he catches everything that's done his way. It's unreal. Um, but, you know, it was about nine minutes to go when he makes that play. Uh, Thompson had just – they had just uh, pulled within one. They just kicked the field goal to make it 14-13. to 13. They pulled within one, and then Cam bust off a slant route, just takes it to the house. He said after in the postgame, he said, I saw grass and green means go. So, uh, yeah, man, congrats, congratulations to him. A hell of a performance. Got MVP of the 7A state championship in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, dude, that was a, a fun game to watch. And what are we supposed to do, man? He's, uh, he's the highest rated receiver that we've ever had committed. And we've, we've struggled to pass the ball to epic proportions at this point. Of course, we're yep. going to be excited, man. And, uh, it's funny. It's funny when, when, when the other side of the state starts having to create burner, burner accounts and, uh, start attacking the parents of of guys you're trying to recruit to make it look like it's Auburn fans or completely starting rumors out of nowhere about Perry Thompson, who I'm telling you all is is coming to Auburn. You know, don't let any of that mess get you, you know, get to your head. That's all. That's all just stuff that they start. When when they have to start doing that, that tells you something because they're probably sitting back saying, boy, we took a miracle this time and they didn't have any receivers. They didn't have any pass rushers. What's going to happen when they get these guys? Because I mean, DeMarcus Reddick, if I remember right, you know, Nick Saban personally drove him up to the uh, whatever they call their their Tiger Walk Walkers Champions, I believe. Yeah uh for for their spring game so and and they wanted perry you know regardless of what they'll tell you and that's why i think it's funny to see this this kind of revamped interest from their side on perry because it's like well y'all told me a month ago he was overrated and he sucked and now (laughs) now all of a sudden you now all of a sudden you're trying to play all kind of mental games to try to make it look some kind of way so yeah that's uh just signs that we're back baby just signs that uh that we're all we're on the way back we ain't back but we're on the way back and uh what I want to talk about today, Blake, was I want to get a really look at some of these guys that are transferred out because, mm-hmm. you know, like me and you, uh, we, we were kind of talking at the end of the season just in our own, you know, our own private discussions. And we were like, we were both interested to see which way this goes. Would it be a mass exit of guys or would it just be guys that um, not really main contributors, right? Like guys that we can, I hate to say it, but afford to lose, guys that you're not – you're not really going to kill yourself over and and looking at it. So far, you've had a Nietzsche sledge. Marquis Gilbert announced today. Tyler Fromm, Malcolm Johnson Jr., Jair Shorter, Stephen Sings, Amari Kelly, and then Stephen Johnson have all announced their intentions to go uh, to hit the transfer portal. And then Jalen Simpson, DJ James, Nehemiah Pritchett sure have accepted invites to the Senior Bowl. And then uh, Oscar Chapman is expected to turn pro as well as Marcus Harris. So so far, uh, those are the guys that we are expected to or that we're going to lose. And there's a, there's a couple of more. Um, That will obviously kind of leak in here. But, Blake, let's just start with this. Not really anybody that we could afford to lose, right? What does that kind of tell you about the culture that Hugh Freeze has built? And it seems like the the majority of this locker room is bought in for the future.
0: That's it. Uh, I I believe this team is bought in. Um, you, You haven't lost anybody that you're just sitting here panicking over, right? Um, you, (laughs) I keep saying this to some of our members, uh, Auburn's in a good spot, Dustin. Um, and I know some, like you said, will trickle in and we're going to lose that one where we're like, oh, damn, you know, I can't believe he's leaving, but it hasn't happened just yet. And I think Dylan at the college loop is keeping like a tracker of the production that Auburn has lost. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, he's been updating. And, and if you really look at it, Auburn hasn't lost production. And, you know, I know Marquise Gilbert announced today, you know, we lost a depth piece there. Uh, I think he played 40-something snaps this year. Um, so, you know, it, it hurts to lose depth in that safety position. But th- that's a position that I'm not really worried about at Auburn right now. And And I know – you know, you might say, "Oh, we're thin there." Yeah, but uh, we got we got Zach there. We know he's going to bring in elite talent. We know we're going to hammer uh, the secondary in the transfer portal. We know we're going to go get guys this year there. Um, you got the number
1: one JUCO safety coming in and Laquan Robinson already.
0: Exactly. So, you know, I'm I'm not sitting here sweating like like a Nietzsche Sledge. I just don't think he was ever going to get on the field at Auburn. I don't yeah. think he was he was a Harson guy. And I just don't think that it was ever going to work here. And so, okay, like Steven Sings, that's not a big loss to me. And I'm and look, we're not downing guys or anything. I'm just saying like Steven Sings wasn't ever going to play a snap at Auburn. It just wasn't going to happen. And so I'm still sitting here like, okay, Auburn's in a good spot. I know that the portal's going to close. And then when spring comes, it'll open again and Auburn will lose more guys. But right now, I look at other programs and, like, what Georgia might be losing or what an Ohio State might be losing. I know they've had a couple guys. Kyle McCord comes out of nowhere, and he announces, hey, I'm out of here. You know, we we haven't lost that guy yet. And so, at the end of the day, man, I I think this – you take a step back and you look at it and you say, Hugh Freeze has preached to this team – that there's a change happening, and this team is buying in, and the guys that are staying with this team, they've listened to you, they've bought in, and and they're ready to turn this program around. You're ready to turn it from a program to a program, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I, I think we're headed there, man. And and I'm not saying that you know we're gonna turn this thing around in year two and go ten and two mm-hmm. or eleven and one. But you can slowly see the writing on the wall.
1: When you take when you when you take that Blake, when you combine that, the guys that are currently in the locker room, when the enthusiasm that this recruiting class that's coming in has to be at Auburn. I mean, you see how excited Walker White and Perry Thompson have been for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, you combine that with with getting them in here with guys like Keontae Scott, who it appears like is going to return next year. Uh, the, the, those guys like that that are hungry that really want to, to to bring Auburn back and see some, see some success at Auburn. So I think it's a great recipe, man, and it really fires me up. But the main topic, Blake, of this whole portal discussion, and, uh, boy, if this week didn't show you anything with well, these playoff rankings. Quarterback, 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 brother. Everyone loves to focus on the quarterback. And I know it's the most important position on the field, but – but goodness gracious, this is the main hot topic. Everybody wants to know what is going on here at quarterback. Mm-hmm. And um Auburn hasn't really been been that active. Uh we haven't or at least we haven't heard anything, right? There hasn't been anything public. We you know, what well, we go back to last year and Auburn made no secret about it. You know, we were trying to get Grayson a call and if the academics would have worked out, he most likely wouldn't have been at Auburn. Um mm-hmm. What was the kid that ultimately ended up going to Kentucky? Leary, um, oh. you know, we we were, we flirted with him. We flirted with the kid that also from Nebraska that ultimately went to go to FAU. That's now on his seventeenth season of college football. Um, and then you know Peyton Thorne. So we we entertained a lot of poor, poor, uh, portal QBs last year, and it was public knowledge. So uh, this year it's been pretty quiet. And so I've done a little digging on this, and basically, what what the kind of the, the game plan here is, look. For one, Hugh doesn't feel like they put PT in the best position for a large portion of this season. We all know why. They're rotating the quarterbacks, not running the offense. Our guy Mike G was reporting throughout the year that we would practice a game plan for a couple of days in practice, then scrap that halfway through the week and go to something else. Obviously, the first half of the season, just the whole uh, Philip Montgomery and Hugh Freeze thing, it didn't work. And I think that – uh that Hugh knows that obviously, and he knows that that didn't put Peyton in the best position to be successful. And then on top of that, you just missed when it comes to outside receivers and the guys that you had on the roster, outside receivers, you know, Camden Browns and things like that. Uh, look at the Amari Kelly drop when he was wide open. Uh, those opportunities when they were there, those guys really didn't step up and make those plays. So there just wasn't a lot of help for PT on the outside you know, specifically, we had some decent production out of slot receiver from with Var and and, uh, and Jay, and then obviously our guy Caleb Burton came on late. But the feeling inside that building right now is more of listen, portal quarterbacks cost a lot of money, the big time ones, and I don't think that Hugh and the staff see a guy out there they have to have. You know, are you is Cam Ward worth a million and a half? Probably not. Not for a one year. And I think the feeling Blake is in the is that we'll take that money, and we'll put that in a five star, four star guy coming out of high school, or maybe you know a, a camp miss guy that they really b- believe in in the portal. Uh, we had the big the big offensive lineman from Indiana visit today, and apparently everything went well. So uh, I think the feeling there is hey we got some some holes to fill. We're gonna need to I, we talked about the secondary in the first segment. We're gonna have to fill some holes in that secondary. We're going to, we can't play all young guys next year. We need to go out and get an experienced DB or two. Um, So we're going to take that money and divvy it up and put it on guys that could be here for a while. Let's, let's give Cam Coleman all the money he wants. Let's make sure Perry's happy, Jamonte Waller, all those guys, guys that'll be here for three or four years versus paying, like I said, up to a million, million and a half, two million dollars, which is what some of these high end portal quarterbacks are asking. And then you look at it and they're not even really high end. I like Riley Leonard, but he's he stays not. stays ga- hurt a lot. He stays hurt a lot, and he's not. It's not a guarantee. It's not like that guy comes to Auburn and boom, here we're going. You have a lot of the same questions. So when you when you combine all that on top of hey, what if we bring Peyton back next year, run the offense we ran from the Mississippi State game on, and put better weapons around him? Now he's had a year under his belt. We know his strengths. We know he we, we know his weaknesses. He's more acclimated to the SEC defenses because I think that Peyton played well in the Georgia game. If he had some outside receivers that made some plays, that you know, that looks a whole lot different. His adjusted completion percentage in the Bama game and the Georgia game, well, you know, that'll tell you that if you put the if you put the weapons around him, and Auburn's not in position to win a national championship next year. So I think that the thinking is hey, let's take this, let's take this NIL money, let's put the pieces around Peyton and he can have a good year next year, and we can win eight, nine games if everything goes right. Um, versus spending the money on a one-year rental, getting a new guy in. It might take him half the season before he gets acclimated to the system in the SEC. And you just kind of wasted your time when you could have brought back in Peyton. Me and you both expect Robbie to leave in the spring when he graduates. You can you can bring Holden in as your number two. And easily sell him on, hey man, okay, now you're the backup. Once Peyton goes, you are the future. Then you got Walker Whites in there at third. So then you get the groom Walker, you're the next man up. And Peyton ran the ball a lot this year, right? He, so he is he's and he Peyton wasn't scared. Go back to the Arkansas where he trucked a boy and left him on the ground. Um, Peyton's not scared to put his nose in there. So if you can easily sell holding on, hey man, you're the backup and you're one play away. Uh, So I think that that, Blake, is kind of the future of the quarterback room. Uh, Your thoughts?
0: Yeah, look, we kind of thought that we were going to go to the portal, right? Um, Midway through the year, we were like, oh, there's no way that we don't go to the portal. But then, like you were talking about, man, we started checking the price tags on some of these guys. And when you start talking about a million dollars for, what, 12 games, 13 games? So you're going to pay a $1, $1. million 1.2 million dollars to a a guy to come here for 13 weeks. Like come on man, like let's let's like Dustin said let's split that up and go after an LJ McRae. Yes sir. Um and I start looking at some of these numbers from some of these guys and I'm just like <laughs> Okay, he's we're going to give a guy 1.2 million for a 57% completion percentage. Mm-hmm. I, don't right. that, <laughs> right. I don't know about that, right. man. I don't know about that. Like I'm just I don't know if I can get on board with it, you know, when you start breaking down some of these price tags and look, Riley Leonard, man, I would love to have Riley Leonard at Auburn. But apparently Something happened and Notre Dame come and calling and the price tag was a little too much and he took a visit and I, I I don't know. But what I would rather do is like you said, let's split this let's split this money up, man, and, and hey, let's go attack the portal. Let's go attack guys in the trenches where we need the help. You mentioned the offensive lineman from Indiana. Uh, I saw babysitter Bari, I saw him retweet something a while ago and and like you said, the visit went great, and he put a he put a war eagle on there and everything. So like, it seems like things are trending in the right direction. You know, it, you you go get a couple pieces in the D line, and one thing that I do really like, man, is a guy like Marcus Harris is going. You know, expected to go pro. Right. Um, I'm not going to say he's going just yet, but expected to go pro. He's on Twitter actively recruiting kids to come to Auburn. Yeah. Like guy hit the guy hit the portal from Florida today. All right. First tweet I see, Marcus Harris. He's like, you know the move, bro. Okay. Uh Marcus Harris is bought in, folks. Yeah. Marcus Harris gets it. He understands it. He wants Auburn to win. All right. Um but like honestly, man, you look at PT and People want to come at me when I say that he he played like a dog in the Iron Bowl. He stepped up. He battled. People are like, he didn't battle. He was 5 of 16 for 90 yards. All right? But, man, go back and watch that football game. I know it hurts to watch, to go back mm. and watch. I know it hurts. But go back and watch the game, man. Like Dustin said, you adjust, you adjust that uh, completion percentage, and he's more along the lines of 12 of 16 after you – uh, I count all those drops and everything. Like, I mean, Rivaldo, the, what, the first, second play of the game was standing out of bounds and PT yeah. threw a dart to him. Like, bro, that that's the stuff that can't happen. And then at the 50, right before the half, like PT put one right in his bread basket. Could it have been a better ball? Yeah, but it still hit you in the hands, baby. You play D1 football, you got to catch yeah. that. You're in the greatest conference in America. Uh, and especially when you're playing your a life. team – yeah, you're playing a team like Alabama. Uh you got to make those plays if you want to beat teams like that. So, you know, I, I and it brings me to guys like in the portal, like uh MJJ, Malcolm Johnson Jr., right? The ball down the sideline against Georgia. Dog. That's why he's in the portal. Right. right? I I hate to say that, but it, we got to make that play. Omar Kelly at Vanderbilt. Everybody's like, "Oh, well, we only beat Vanderbilt 31 to 15." Oh, well, we had a 70-yard <laughs> bomb for a tutter. Come on now. Like, I, hey, there's a reason why these guys are in the portal, all right? It's because we're looking to upgrade and get better. And I know that sounds harsh, and, and I know it sucks, but uh, we, we got to make improvements, man. And And when I look at the QB spot, I'm 100% on the same side as Dustin here. I just don't know if we can fork out all of this NIL money to go get a quarterback. And one thing I want everybody to remember is PT was not here last spring. Mm T.J. Finley took those reps. T.J. Finley took those reps. He wasn't here last spring. He didn't get to go through an A day. He didn't get to go through spring ball. Let the man get a full camp. Let him get get his time in here, all right? Let him him work through spring ball, get get really, really comfortable and mesh well with these new receivers, go through summer constantly working, throwing with the receivers, and then go through fall camp, man. This is a guy that was rushed into Auburn last year. I think we forget that a lot of the times. And then the disaster of the early season offense – He went through a lot, man. He really did when we break it down and really go back and look at it. PT went through a lot, and I think we criticize him a whole lot, and I'm guilty of it. Uh, I know a lot of people who are guilty of it. Uh, But we really were harsh on the kid. But when Hugh took over the offense, it started turning around a little bit. And so, yeah, it's difficult, man. Like, everybody keeps screaming for a quarterback, but – it's. I think it's really, really hard for me to look at the list of quarterbacks. Even Grayson McCall, that's a one-year rental. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, I want ten. I want ten for for thirteen weeks. You want and him stayed, for thirteen weeks?
1: Like stayed banged up all year last year too.
0: Yeah. I mean, I just, I I don't. My my biggest thing is is if you if you go get a portal quarterback. All right, and you bring him in. So now you basically wasted everything you did with PT. Right. And I know that might sound crazy to some, but you basically gave PT that NIL and you basically went through a whole season with PT trying to get him accumulated to your offense and then you just throw it away. I don't I'm 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 on that line of I think it's going to be P.T., and I think Hugh is confident in P.T., and it tells me that one thing, Hugh has to amp up the offensive line again. He's got to go get guys, all right? And like you said, he's got to put weapons around him. We know Cam Coleman's going to play. We know Perry Thompson's going to play. You're going to have a Caleb Burton back. You're probably, hopefully, Jay Fair comes back you right, you're gonna have you're gonna have some some nice pieces around him. Yeah, I think they're looking at a guy from coastal, a wide receiver from coastal. Um you're gonna have some dudes. And and I think Hugh also knows, Dustin, that he missed on some wide receivers and he can't let that happen again. Yeah. Um I, I and you know, I really look at our wide receivers not being able to separate last year, man. Um, and I think PT knew that. And I think sometimes he was a little scared to pull the trigger on some throws to where he was just kind of like, you know, one, one that really, uh, kind of bugs me is that fourth down throw against Georgia, the last throw of the game. It was, it was what fourth and four, fourth Mm -hmm. and five. And we had to pick up that first against Georgia and he kind of sailed it a little high, um, I just think our receivers not being able to get a whole lot of separation uh, kind of struggled with him last year. So, um, you know, and the inconsistency of the offensive line. You could – in the Texas AM and game, I mean, in my opinion, he just couldn't take his eyes off the line because he was like, <laughs> yeah. hey, our guys, they're struggling, you know. And uh, and he'd try to spin, move, and get out of it, and it wouldn't work, you know. So, uh, I, I think Hugh is confident in Peyton, though. And that's where I sit on – paying a guy $1.2 million for 13 weeks of play. Uh, I'm just – I don't think Auburn's on board with it, and I don't think it happens. Um, you know, and and like you said, is one of those guys that much better? Can they elevate yeah. this team that much? I, I don't think so.
1: That's an important piece of the conversation, Blake. It's like – even okay, so if you got – Cam Ward, if if what the if what we saw out of Cam Ward at his height, if you got that every week, is that an upgrade from PT? Yeah, probably. But even then, what does that get you? Right? Like we're still you're still gonna be super young at a lot of spots. You're still gonna be thin in certain positions. Mm-hmm. Yes, like Cam Coleman and Perry Thompson are weapons, they're also freshmen. Yeah. Bryce Kane and Malcolm Simmons are elite weapons. They're 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 hell of athletes that will be dangerous with the ball in their hands. They're freshmen. Bryce Kane's played played football for what three years? Yeah, you know. So like, um, no matter what, that that's a key part of the conversation. In my opinion, is do we pay this money for a guy that that even if at his best, what does it get us to nine and three versus seven and five, eight and four? Like, I'm just this team is not a quarterback away from winning the SEC or competing in the playoff next year. It's just not. because there's no you know there's no Cam Newton's out there and a big a big part of the Cam Newton thing that's always forgot is that he had a senior veteran offensive line with an extremely good college running back in Ontario McCaleb that knew his role and a really good college running back in Michael Dyer that if he would have kept his head on straight this this guy would have been the limit for the kid um so Cam Newton did he elevate Albertine that otherwise would have been 93, 8 and 4, yes, but he has some pieces around him. Uh, one, there's no Cam Newton's out there, you know, not <laughs> those are those are generational guys, right? And, yeah. and two, th- we're still not even in the position to where if you got a guy similar to that. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't and I'm not don't don't misquote me here, don't hear me wrong when I say this, but uh I'm not expecting this kind of year next year out of Peyton Thorne. But you can look at guys like Joe Burrow and say, hey, that first year, okay, getting getting your feet under you, and that second year, it went a lot better, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so. So yeah, I think that uh, I think that we're gonna run it back with PT, and right now, and, and barring some kind of you know Hugh having this big trick up his sleeve, uh, and there being some some you know there's always a mystery guy, right, Blake? There's uh, <laughs> some some mystery quarterback out there. But no, I'm I'm content with where we sit, man. I really am. And I like we and you talked about on the live show the other night, would we take our lumps next year playing a whole bunch of sophomores and freshmen? Yes, we would. But I think it would be I think it would uh, be really exciting. So, uh, before we get out of here, Blake, do you got anything you want to say to the people?
0: Uh, just, c- look, continue to be excited, man. Uh, they, this program is going places, and uh, I, I, I keep wanting to hammering home the job that they're doing in recruiting. And you can clearly see that through social media and uh, the coaches at certain high schools posting pictures and saying, hey, this coach was here, this coach was here. Uh, Hugh Freeze making his rounds, man, Uh, speaks volumes to kids just to see the faces and and making relationships and everything like that. Uh, Like I said the other night, college football is one with Jimmy's and Joe's. Uh, You got to have the guys to win in college football. Um, And Auburn just isn't there right now, but we're getting there. That's the biggest thing. And it's the continuous effort of the staff. And uh, I'm just. I'm excited to play in a bowl game, yeah, you know, wait. like it's big. I don't care if it's the music city bowl in Nashville, Tennessee. I, I don't, you know, I preached on that all year long was that this program needed a bowl game and we needed the bowl practices and we needed the momentum going into next year. And, uh, you know, we didn't get the Birmingham bowl and that's great. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> You know, I, I think we got a quality opponent in Maryland. I yeah. think that's going to test us. Um, our our guys that did accept senior bowl invitations and things like that, they're playing in the bowl game. I think that's awesome. I think that's another Hugh Freeze uh, mentality that he has preached um, upon this team, and they have accepted that. Uh, that's big to me to see those guys playing. So, I, at the end of the day, Dustin, I'm just excited, man. Like, it feels good to be excited about Auburn football and and I told look I told Dustin this before as an Auburn fan I love how excited we get about basketball man I love it y'all like Auburn basketball is great it is fun uh the jungle is amazing but Auburn's a football school man Auburn's a football school all right and I want to get back to Auburn being auburn on that gridiron i want auburn to get back right to where a bad season is nine and three all right and yeah. we we're sitting here scratching our heads going man god we went nine mm-hmm. and three dude like you know I it, we got a mirror lsu in a way you know and um that's where that's where i want auburn to be you know uh, and and I know we got a basketball game this week, a big basketball game big time, uh, this baby. weekend. Uh, we got to bounce back. We got to shoot it better. I know we haven't been talking a whole lot of college basketball. because things, Yeah, it's coming. But uh, we got to shoot it better, man. And We're still young. If you're panicking about basketball, calm down. We're going to be okay. Um, we're going to get right, man. Denver Jones, he's going to get better. He's going to step up. We, mm. we know he'll find his shot. Aiden, be patient with him. Yeah. Uh, he'll get there, man. We'll be all right on the hardwood.
1: Yeah, uh, depending on how I'm feeling. So, I'm not making any promises. If I'm feeling okay, I might live stream that game. So, yeah. um, we'll, we'll see how I'm feeling. Uh, before I got here, Blake, I wanted to shout out uh, Connor Lou, Keldrick Falk, mm-hmm. and our guy McPherson, uh, all freshmen, SEC, all freshmen list, Congrats, guys. I didn't nail a whole lot of my preseason predictions, but I did nail Connor Liu <laughs> and Keldrick Falk out the only ones that I got right. Uh, so, your shout out to those guys. man! congratulations. Well earned, well deserved. We look forward to you guys uh, being building blocks for this Auburn program in the future. It was fun. So, um, I mean, Connor just answered the bell right away. And to watch Keldrick kind of get better every single game, uh, he really turns it on in that second half. So, hell yeah, man. It's good stuff to see. And then, uh, you know, our guys sent, accepting that invitation to the um, – to the uh, senior ball there uh just well earned man a guy that did the, the switch the switch from cornerback to set to safety made all the difference in the world for him he's gonna make a lot of money now uh so and like you've, you've mentioned a million times on our podcast bro just a guy that's all about Auburn uh rode through three head coaches like in the era of the transfer portal man like Sims a guy that I'm really Really going to hold a special place in my heart I'm forever going to love because he could have went somewhere. He could have got a lot more wins under his belt and that kind of thing. But he he loves Auburn, and uh, that mm-hmm. means the world to me. So shout out to all our guys getting postseason awards. Uh, we love all y'all, man. Appreciate your hard work this year. War Damn Eagle, like I said, if I'm feeling okay, uh, check out for that live stream Saturday. Uh, can't make any promises. We'll see how that goes. I hope I can. And then Sunday at our regular time at 3 p.m., we'll see y'all guys in. War Damn Eagle, we're out.
0: War Damn, baby.